The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. I figured I would do my mic up here so I could feel like Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you like it? It's weird. It's not great, right? It's it's not. I feel yeah. like a giraffe eating off, <laughs> off of a tree. How tall All are right. you, Brian, again? Six foot eight. Six foot eight. Yeah. Six foot eight. Now, Fun. as you get older, do you get shorter? I haven't noticed that, but I mean, But you're not older. No. I'm not. I don't think I'm at the age where I'll be shrinking yet. Or but have you shrunk in other areas? Certainly not. My okay. feet are the same size they've Okay. Been. I was yeah. talking about your hands, but oh. all right. Yeah. No, hands, hands as far as I can tell, are the same size. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, guys, but uh, I'm going to have to take back the rights to my voice at the beginning of the podcast where it says, where remember, I'm going to need that before I go. It's only fair. So oh, my gosh. Mm. 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 So who's <laughs> going to say it? I will. We'll I'll do it. I'll just do it with an accent. <laughs> yeah. Can you pretend to be somebody else and just Absolutely. do another one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we are right then. We'll just do without it if we have to. Have we told the sponsors? No, not yet. Oh. Mm. I know. It's gonna be a lot of uh, college practices, lots of pullouts there. Oh boy. So we had. There's been a really busy week across pretty much everything: politics, TV, music. Politics. Um, Who pays attention to that shit anymore? I mean. It is. Uh, I mean, where do we start? Did we talk surviving R. Kelly? Have we talked about this? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. OK, so Lifetime. Oh, no. Lifetime airs this documentary called Surviving R. Kelly, where they have survivors. Wait, wait I do want mm-hmm. I'm going to let you finish. But mm-hmm. first, um, have you heard about this? I've heard about okay. it. I have not All right. seen it. I just wanted to make sure because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Brian's busy in the classic rock section. Yeah. That's true. Okay. But wait till the next topic when you find out I've actually listened oh, to the thing that we're going to He's, he's about yeah. to blow your mind here. Next. <laughs> okay, yeah, all yeah. right. Countdown to that. Um, but yeah, so th- they aired this documentary, six hours of um, testimonials from the girls, young girls, that Art Kelly was um, having sex with. He was hanging out at high schools and stuff and... Um, uh, he basically, it, it, over the last however many years, it's really difficult to count how many young girls um, he assaulted. And j- to just hear them talk about it, like, I was such an R. Kelly fan. like and, To and hear them talk about this and it just now becoming out yeah, is, is more concerning to me. Because this is continuing to go on. It's not like, oh, this happened, it's over. Like, no. It's still, still going on. Yeah, he's still... Uh, yeah, haven't we always kind of known, though? Uh, you knew because of everything that came out with the P. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> there were families that actually got in touch with their daughter mm-hmm. and heard about this and tried to expose it. And technically, the cops can't do anything or something. That If they do a wellness check, they have to be invited inside to see the conditions. Is that right? Yeah. Unless they decide probable cause. Right. And there right? was none. Yeah. Well, but I, is, I mean... 
the probable know. cause could be a the. But here's the thing: you're not going to be in the window. You're yeah. not going to be wrong when you go inside. So, fuck it, do it anyways. <laughs> like, oh, I just heard somebody call my name. Hold on, yeah. I've just got to bust the, in this door real quick. But part of why the, part of why the documentary was so important was because you know you heard the stories and you heard about oh it's just out of control with this guy, but to see faces and to hear right. pain and to see these broken, damaged women sit and talk about how he just completely stole their childhoods from them. And innocence, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, they said some, like, one dude's talking about he walked into the studio and R. Kelly is there going over a song, having sex with, like, a 15-year-old girl in the studio. How did that guy not knock R. Kelly out? That's And see, that a you know lot what of I'm people saying? around like, him allowed this. Enabled, yeah. Yeah, like it's a problem on a lot of levels. Babe. That's a serious problem. Like it's a character issue. Yeah, they they like we failed at every level. Like because what I said was R. Kelly violated those girls, and then the rest of society just failed them. The right. justice system failed them. The media failed them. The general public failed them. Everybody failed. R. Them. Kelly's crew. Every R. Them. Kelly's crew failed them. Yeah, like everybody turned a blind eye because for a lot of people. His music was so beloved. And I mean, now listen, again, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but does that mean I can't listen to Ignition Remix anymore? I mean, when he, when you find out that it's the freaking weekend just isn't fun anymore. It's fun before you know that the inspiration for it was a 12 year old. But once you know that that's where right, Ignition came from, because it's not from, a Disney song. I can't even groove to it anymore because yeah. I'm thinking about that. It, it sticks with you when you see their pain. Like, you have to see it. Yeah. Like because and I think we do a bad job generally with with young women and women in general making allegations and how mm. seriously we Let's take just say it, women man. in general. Like we got to look this in the face. And here's the one thing I do know. And this is what pisses me off, too, is that I know for a fact if R. Kelly had assaulted 13 little white girls from Myers Park here, he'd have an inmate number already. Mm. We wouldn't be sitting talking about they should go get him. If there was a tape and R. Kelly and some Taylor Swift-looking 15-year-old white girl, he'd be he'd be gone. But he's still here, and he's still making music because society doesn't want to admit that they put a lesser value on the violation of black girls. Everybody does across the Any board. Any minority girl. Though, because you see it with Spanish girls, too, when they go missing oh, or anything was, like that. Oh, there was Spanish. Yeah. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, with, so. with, well, well, let me say this. With bl- uh, black and brown girls. Right. We don't put the same value on right. it that we would put if they looked a different way. And that and that's everybody. That's it's, a problem. It, 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 it really rubs you the wrong way. Um, and, and as a man, like, we have to sort of police our own circles. Like, oh, So that's why when you said the guy that walked in and saw him having sex with a Fifteen-year-old girl recording a song. Come on, how? Man. What? Come on. Like I would, I think that if my brothers were to be around, like if my brothers would have walked in on any of that happening with one of their friends, I would have to think that they would immediately knock that person out because they have a little sister, mm-hmm. or because they're a good human being. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine that. You just, uh, I. And I'm sorry, you know the difference before between a grown woman yeah, and a man. child. You, you know those were little girls, like. And the girl that played basketball and her teammate talking about how tight they were and how great of friends they were. And then she met R. Kelly one day and she stopped seeing her. And I mean, R. Kelly's just having sex with the girl all over the place and just girl after girl. He was systematic. Like and all these girls wanted to either meet him or have so a singing I just career. I understand if there's so many allegations of this, how it is not 
a cut and dry case of like, yeah, we're throwing you in jail. I think that because um, Cosby's allegations came long after. Yeah. And he got time. So why wouldn't the same be true? I, you know, I'm not I'm not familiar enough with the criminal code in Illinois and because they were it's just, just talking about changing one of the laws. Yeah. I have to believe that there would be some sort of investigation or something thing like that coming from this. But was he paying families off too, or he was paying? Yeah. So he that's had even more disgusting. You yeah. sold your child. Yeah. And the gr- I cannot. And the girl that was in that sex tape. She declined to cooperate, and then the family apparently isn't saying anything. So it's like a lot of these yeah. people have just been bought off, yeah. and they legally. So then when he gets asked about it, he can go, "Well, I have agreements, and I can't really speak on that." And he can do that when he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, it's that sort of culture of it's not just R. Kelly, but it's Penn State, it's Michigan mm-hmm. State, it's look at Jerry Sandusky. It, what did exactly. he do? He had a, he exactly. had a program designed for primarily yeah. minority poor kids. Yeah. A lot of them didn't have fathers in the home, and he just cherry picked them, cherry picked them because he knew there wasn't a strong family unit at home. Just cherry picked them. Yeah, he's going after the or these predators are going after the vulnerable, right, unstable backgrounds. Which, at the end of the day, there's not a lack of those. But the thing is, he was and so... And if you're in, in exchange for uh, and the training or the program or the opportunity or money, mm-hmm. which is disgusting. But, but sometimes there'd be a two-parent home and right. parents that were involved. Because a lot of times people look at it and they go, well, how the hell could the parents let something like that happen? And if you got two parents and they own it, whatever. They took this girl to an R. Kelly concert, took their daughter. He's wanted to bring a bunch of the girls up on stage. So the girl, mom, dad, can I please get on stage? Can I get on stage? They said, go ahead. So she runs up there. She's partying, dance with everybody, having a good time. Curtains closed. They exit the other way. So now the parents are going back around to security asking, hey, you know, we're trying to get to our daughter. She comes out an hour and like a half later talking about R. Kelly wants me to audition for him. I'm so excited. I sung for him a little bit. Ba, 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 ba. So then they go, okay, well, we want to be there for any kind of anything with him. Which is what right. you, you do. do yeah. But her, being a teenage girl, right. F that, she goes to his hotel anyway. So they finally figure out that she's at the hotel. They race over to the hotel trying to find you a daughter. You know how dead I would be seven times away? <laughs> Let me tell you something. They, they, they ran over there. Uh, the daughter finally came down and said, I don't know why y'all were tripping. We were just going over to music and stuff like that, stuff like that. And then the parents went, well, damn, maybe we were tripping. And then they called R. Kelly, and he said, listen, man, we was just da-da-da-da-da. I think she's got real talent, da-da-da. She's like, this is my chance. So then uh, she snuck out again, and then they finally found out from a friend of hers that she had been meeting uh, R. Kelly a whole bunch of times. And that very same day at the hotel, she was upstairs having sex with him. And then they came down after they put their clothes on and gave them that speech. Mm. So he would just take girl after girl that was looking for an opportunity or, oh, my God, it's R. Kelly. And, and, and the uh, psychologist in the program said these, these girls are so young that they can't really process consequences. Like that part right. of their brain hasn't developed. Right. So they're and not even do you in think a position in, to In the consent. moment, you're thinking, oh, my God, this is an amazing is opportunity. That's all you R. Kelly wants me. Right. So he says, I want you to put whatever in your mouth. And it's like, well, if he says it, I mean, he is R. Kelly. Right. Like they don't And process. they idolize somebody who's yeah. on stage like, and what's singing. What's the big deal about celebrity. doing this? You know, like, what's the big deal about doing this? It's R. Kelly. I mean, if he wants me to, it must not be too bad. I, I, and that man is 30 some years old running that game. It is it is disturbing. 
I just, I mean, one, I think he's obviously fucked up in the head. But two, you cannot, I'm sorry, I just couldn't be around that human being and not call him out on his shit. I just don't understand. Like, I'm mentally well. So if I see that, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Especially if you're seeing it so many times. But even like your friends and all that, the, uh, the people you're hanging out with and stuff, they're, I mean, that's their meal ticket, right? I mean, right. These people don't exactly. have right. a career without this exactly. guy. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you, you do be you a morally sound yeah. person? Well, they d- and then, oh my gosh, Aaliyah. They talked about Aaliyah. Remember the singer Aaliyah? <laughs> Rest in peace. Aaliyah was 15 years old. And R. Kelly and her developed this friendship, and people were asking, hey, y'all look kind of close. He said, nah, I'm just a mentor. I'm just a mentor, just a mentor. He's on tour with Aaliyah. He done brought her under his label or whatever else. On tour with Aaliyah, one of the other girls gets onto the bus and opens the thing, and he's in there having sex with her. Aaliyah was 15 years old. That's disgusting. Then he married her, forged the documents to marry her, and then they annulled it a year later. So, I, I mean, and it's terrifying. It's like terrifying. You send your kids to a concert, and my kids can't go to nobody old. I just I, I, like I, 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 right. I don't know what you do. What do you do, Sim? Like, what do you do with these girls? Like, how do we protect our girls? I don't know. I that I guess that's just a hard conversation you have to have with them. Look, there are going to be people who want to put themselves inside of you because they're disgusting and they're sick in the head, and just I mean. I don't know. My mom was always really upfront with me. Hmm. Did it stop me from doing stupid shit? No, but it definitely made me more cautious. Right. So I guess, I guess part of it is, and and part I, of it I is how we socialize love, boys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would love to, after they investigate him, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping is in the throes of. Yeah, happening? they're bringing charges now. Yeah, plus his manager's getting indicted or uh, has charges against him for witness intimidation or whatever. Sure. He came after some people said he's going to kill him or whatever. So good. Um, but I'm so curious to see what the inside of his hellhole looks like because I'm sure it is a dungeon. Yeah, it's crazy. It um, and John Legend was part of it. I mean, shouts out to him for stepping up, but he was maybe the one of the few celebrities. Yeah. Jay-Z did an entire Best of Both Worlds album with him, and the tour was supposed to start, and then the tape came out, and they canceled the tour. I didn't hear Jay-Z give a quote on this. Hmm. So You said you did or did I not? I yeah. So a lot of people are not speaking up in maybe the way and I thought they would. And why would you not? You have children. As you a have man with girls little, girls. little girls. Not that it should take that. Yeah, but it you, shouldn't. It shouldn't, right? I hate when people go, I have daughters, so you know. that That's what it takes for you. To, I don't have any daughters. Right. I don't yeah, need any help yeah. understanding this shit is horrible. Yeah. I had uh, these people watching at my bar is fantastic because there's cobblestone outside of the bar. So when these little 18-year-olds are going out to club night and they're wearing heels that they don't know how to walk in on a flat surface – and then they hit the cobblestone. It is hilarious to watch. <laughs> so I brought this up last night uh, while talking to some guys. And he was like, you know, I have a daughter. And that's all I see when I look out there. And I was like, oh, you would let her out in that outfit? And he's like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but it's funny because men with daughters, when they're younger, see that. Yeah. And like uh, when my dad was still alive, 
he was sitting with a friend and wanted to hit on one of the waitresses. And his friend was like, you know, that's she's maybe five years older than Sammy. And he was like, oh, mm. that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, it's crazy. It yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully this is the start of, you know, this I'm sort glad of John wave Legend came of out and says accountability. I just want to see people get held accountable for this shit. Man. Right. You know, uh, so, you know, side note, I had somebody that I used to be friends with um, that defended Bill Cosby. <laughs> and I reached out to him, screenshot it and said, hey, I don't think this is a good look because he works in media. So I don't think this is a good look for you to put out there, even if you feel that way. I don't think you should put it out there. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I've had tons of people support what I say. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know how it's how it is to be at the other end. So I haven't talked to him since because I was like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Yeah. You're never gonna protect the victim then, yeah. because right. you're you're assuming any allegation is false because a woman is bitter. Granted, mm. there are plenty of those, but there are also so many more that are justified mm-hmm. or women that are scared to come forward because of that exact reaction. Mm-hmm. So I can't respect that. Yeah, it creates an environment that makes people afraid to speak on real things that happen. Exactly. Like, if you wouldn't go to HR because something's already happened, you know they won't have your back. And this idea that now, you know, being a man, you can't give a woman a hug. I don't walk around uncomfortable at all Mm. because I'm not a fucking predator. (laughs) Like, so, like, I'm not worried about crossing any lines or anything. I was going to say, it was kind of weird when you grabbed Brian's butt earlier. Well, Brian is, you know, that's a guy. That's a different thing. Yeah, I also invited him to do it. Right. So that's, that's, it's, it's, yeah, that's it's weird how you back it up yeah. to hug. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, do you. Come on, y'all. I just had lunch. So, <laughs> but, but no. It's it, lunch. It, 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 you know, a lot of things need to change, man. Yeah. And how we treat celebrity and what we allow celebrities to Instead of idolizing them. And Sony just dropped him today. Yeah. yeah. That's You needed to see the Lifetime movie? <laughs> what? You know what? We're what? out. We're done. It's. You they listen. What? They wanted their we were mic dropped to find out. They wanted their mic drop to be a little more <laughs> pronounced. So they were like, "We're gonna wait, so everybody knows we dropped it." So it's been out about three weeks. So we right? get the some publicity out of it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we Netflix binged it last night, and yeah. we think we should probably go ahead and mm-hmm. well played and terminate so. our arrangement. Yeah. Our aura. <laughs> Cheat me, Christmas man. I'm I'm so thrilled. So, oh, and one thing I'm going to start doing now, I've committed myself to this. Now, I've had many things here that have started and not continued. But this one, this is real. <laughs> I am doing. All right, I'm ready for this one. I'm doing a weekly reality show report. Now, um, I don't watch reality TV. <laughs> I don't watch any of those shows. So I'm a newcomer to this world. Okay. I'm going to sit down every week. I did last night. I'm going to take diligent notes on what I observe as an outsider and a comedian uh, in this reality world. I pick. I just want you to know that that's going to feel like a big waste of your time at first. It'll pay off in the end, but just the reality, the brain cells that you will say goodbye to mm. in watching reality TV is going to hurt a little bit at first. I'm just letting you know. Well, I'm prepared. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm starting with Marriage Boot Camp 2. Uh-uh. Oh, is that the one with Kendra? Soldier! Soldier Boy! And Kendra. Wait. No, so no, 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 not Kendra. Who's Kendra? Kendra Wilkinson. I love her. Who's that? 
uh, the Playboy Bunny. She was married to Hank. Oh, no, no, no. This is uh, Waka Flocka and his lady. First off, I didn't even know they were married. So yeah, See, that's the thing. They're not all married. Oh. Which is marriage boot camp. Uh-uh. This show breaks all the rules. Yeah, you can't okay. be marriage boot camp uh-uh. if you're not going to marry. Doesn't even need you to be married. Matter of fact, you can barely be together, okay, <laughs> which is what I love about it. We got Lil Fizz. I don't know who that is. Who is Lil Fizz? I don't know still, but he's a light-skinned dude with curly hair. And then he's got his lady with him. Now, this show, I, I love it. I'm already all in, okay? This show went an hour. Little Fizz didn't look at her once, okay? And they did all well, sorts of games of counseling. <laughs> it was out of control. Like, I'm watching, and I got, and we got Soldier Boy, and we're going to cover a lot more on him. Yeah, we got to do that in the next episode. But, but Soldier Boy and his lady, who is Teddy Riley uh, from Guy years ago, his daughter. Okay, famous hip hop. He matter of fact, Michael okay, Jackson's yeah, yeah, Dangerous yeah. album. Yeah. Teddy Riley produced it. Gotcha. Okay. So he, so his daughter's there. Anyway, she's with Soldier Boy, and they said, "Okay, we want y'all to get I on stage." I thought Soldier Boy had died. No, he's still a. Yeah, no, he just put out a video. You got to hear. He's done everything. Just tell, he'll tell you. <laughs> I bet he will. If he doesn't, Will Jacobs will. I will. So they, so they were on stage rapping, and the and the counselors had the couples get on stage and have a battle, and they were supposed to talk about real things. They had a marriage. Hold on. A rap battle. A rap battle (laughs) in marriage counseling. Yes. That is so different from the Kendra season. They drink the whole time. They drink and smoke weed the whole time. That was Freud used to do that. Yeah. 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 No, you go into it knowing it's going to be a train wreck. No, no. Battle rap. (laughs) Yeah. Let's have a. Let's get drunk and have a battle rap, and you all write down your most innermost painful sentiments regarding the marriage. Let's go get it out. Okay, so they get on stage and Soldier Boy and his lady are on stage and she says something about uh, uh, something, something. And it's always yes or maybe you the reason we lost our baby. Oh, oh, and that's when the music goes like, you know, like that reality show. You the reason we lost our baby. I mean, at least she was on rhythm. Yo, his head sunk down. Did he cry? He start. He was, he was kind of choked. Matter of fact, they stopped it. This is that's it. That's it. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Get her off. TKO. TKO. Her. And then they argued like cats and dogs. At one point, she yells. He said, "Da da da!" And fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. He just kept saying "fuck you" over and over again. Fuck you, fuck you. She's like, "No, fuck you." Yeah. So they. I mean, they're going. Wow, this sounds like top whole, quality because oh, you oh, know yeah. it's bleeped on TV. So it's like, "Burnt you, yeah, yeah. burnt you." you. Burnt, burnt you. <laughs> And then all of a sudden she goes, uh, so you know what? Well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it because I'm the one that's been there for you. Next time you want to fucking kill yourself, call somebody else. Oh. Uh. So basically, <laughs> it's Soldier Boy doesn't need, they just need their own show because the rest of the couples, who cares oh, that's about coming. them? Yeah, that's, yeah. She told this man, you to wanted call to kill else. yourself. And I was there, so I don't want to hear it. In front of everybody. So that was the first thing the counselors had to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first. Okay, we got something now. He said, now you know what? We can... We're just going to center in on this one right here. <laughs> so, but Sammy, they do the most ridiculous shit. So I'm going to was... say she's a little resentful for having to be the strong one in the relationship. That's what I got from that uh, battle rap and, and then screaming I'm th- match. And I'm sitting there watching this with Sandra, right? We're sitting there watching it. And I'm like, I cannot believe she said that. Did and you guys like, follow it up with a battle rap? No. Damn. But then she goes, but Sandra goes, but well, what about him going F you, F you, F you? I'm like, okay, that's under the headline. The headline is, she said she, that's why you try to kill yourself. Yeah. That is the she most important thing. She outed his suicidal thoughts. Yeah, thought. you can't be doing that. Yeah, that's But private. to his credit, he talked about it, and he said, I was in a dark place and everything else. A lot of people in the in- entertainment industry find themselves yeah. there. 
And uh, I, it's not something I shy away from talking about, uh, but that's a part of my life. I mean, I think it's shitty how she brought it up, Terrible. but I do think it is such a taboo thing to talk it's about. so good to talk that about. That it's good that yes. they let it air. Absolutely. Abs- it sparked a big conversation. I think it's every, what is it, every eight seconds, if you average the suicides there yeah. are, it's once every eight seconds, oh which is God. insane. So well, I'm glad they brought it up, but that not was, that way. That right? was dirty. But then the next, the, the next thing they had, they had hot peppers, and they said, "You all are gonna sit here and eat hot peppers one by one until one of you takes the blame for something." <laughs> who are these doctors? Uh, all I know is my man Little Fizz, who I still don't really know who he is. Yeah. Brian, it went into the night. Everybody else that took blame for everything else, he said, I'm not taking blame for nothing. I'll eat every hot pepper in the country. I'm not doing it. So now they just sitting here drooling, doing like this, eating peppers, and nobody will take blame. Finally, the girl just said, I quit. <laughs> she just walked off. And we maybe they broke up that night. I don't know. But anyway, marriage, celebrity. Is that how it ended? Uh, how the episode end? Like probably, by, probably with them all toasting like the real world and drinking. Yeah. I think that might. I don't or remember. on the toilet after eating yeah, so many little, peppers. Yeah. Little Fizz having a watery dump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Lil Mo. Y'all remember Lil Mo? Lil Mo? Lil Mo, uh, she's a, a, a kind of rapper slash R&B. Has songs with Fabulous and stuff. But her, her guy is a boxer. And Lil Mo says, I'm famous. Everybody knows me. I'm stringing you along. So that's their issue. And she, she okay, makes it Okay, first off, clear. she needs a... A slice of humble pie because nobody knows Lil Mo anymore. Nobody knows Lil Mo right now. That's why she's on the show because she wants people to know her again. But he, but he's the, his name is Di, Lil, uh, Kid Dynamite or something as a boxer. So she goes, I. She says at was one that the point, the first kid in the old knockout video game wasn't that the? I think <laughs> so. I think it was the, the first one. The little skinny uh, guy had to box yeah. first. Yeah, I think it was. But she said she she told this man, but just once, I don't want. I don't want to hear that's Little Mo's husband. I want to hear that's Kid Dynamite's wife. I said, ooh, shit. Every chance she... It is so petty! I cannot. Little Mo's the worst. She's the worst. She's the worst. So anyway, I'll be reporting on that every week. Um, It'll be a little more structured. I'll have clips from the show. We're going to do all of this. I'm just letting Brian know. Okay. Thanks for for helping with the clips. Sure. So that was my celebrity marriage boot camp to report for the week. I like I'll it. be back next week with it. I dig it. All right. And that was without my notes. I left them at work. I forgot them. <laughs> I had much more detail. Cannot notes. believe. Damn. Yeah. Soldier Boy's mate is a uh, savage. He's yeah. So we want to move to the next segment that we're gonna do. Let's yeah. Uh, let's take a break. I've got an interview I did with Nick Thune last week. Mm. And let me explain to you before you hear it. Uh, I. I remind my wife often to not let her laptop battery drain all the way, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, j- just keep it on the charger. You're not going to hurt anything. It's just, just right. So I got Did the opportunity. Did you do it in a battle rap? <laughs> no wonder it didn't sink in. So, so uh, we got the opportunity on Sunday t- to interview Nick Thune before his show on Sunday night here at the Comedy Zone. So... I had to leave the house fairly quickly, so I grabbed her laptop but didn't grab the power, oh. right? And so I had to pick Nick up at, at his hotel, bring him here to the Comedy Zone. We get to the, 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 the studio, and I turn on the laptop, and nothing. Mm. Oh, man. No power to the laptop. So now I'm here with Nick Thune waiting, mm. 
and there's no power to the laptop because my my wife insists on letting the battery run all the way down. And she's like, well, that's on you because you know that I... And wow. she is not wrong. She is not wrong. I know that. I should have grabbed the power supply. So you stopped the eating the peppers first. So that's what that <laughs> yeah, means. Yeah, you yeah. fucking I'll take the blame. <laughs> so, um, You're right. I do know better. <laughs> what we did is um, we took my iPhone, which we've done before, set it on the table in between us. Nick was in that seat. I was in in the seat that Sammy Joe's in right now. Were you wearing pants? Uh, I was not. Motherfucker. Uh, Nick did not have a shirt on. Um, so, uh, and we talked and it was great. Uh, Nick was really, really nice guy. Talked a lot about kind of his, his, um, his theory, his work ethic, how he gets stuff done, what he wants to do next. So good stuff with Nick Thune coming up uh, next. All right. We'll be back. Some great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next several weeks. Uh, Don D.C. Curry is in town here this weekend in the event you're listening to us uh, in the uh, on the weekend the show comes out. So that would be the 18th if you're listening tonight, the 19th and 20th. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Don D.C. Curry in town at the Comedy Zone. Nate Bargatze next week. Uh, and uh, some other great shows. Some local shows. Funny on the Fly comes back in February. I'm waiting for the website to reboot. Joel McHale is going to be here Super Bowl weekend, the 1st and 2nd of February. Joel McHale will be here. TJ Miller back in town, 7th, 8th, and 9th. Funny on the Fly, as I mentioned, returns on the 10th. Uh, some great shows. Uh, Adam Ray in town. Brad Williams in town. That happening Valentine's Day weekend, 14th, 15th, and 16th. Bruce Bruce is back in town, the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Rita Rudner, a special one-night-only event uh, in Charlotte as well. So all kinds of great stuff happening um, at the Comedy Zone. Also, uh, just announced someone whose name escapes me at the moment, but she's coming as well. What's her name? I can't think of her name, but she's coming. Look at here's the deal: cltcomedyzone.com. Uh, that's where <laughs> you want to go to get <laughs> the dates and details. Everything's there. cltcomedyzone.com. As for the website, queencitypodcastnetwork.com. That's the website for the uh, the uh, uh, podcast network. Uh, keep listening, folks. Keep telling two friends about us. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening very, very much. Now, here's the interview I had with Nick Thune where the laptop crapped out. So welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. Nick Thune is here. Nick, thank you. Yeah, thanks for, for hanging out me. with us. I appreciate we, it. We um, appreciate it. We, we, how are you finding Charlotte so far? Mm. So far, it's been cold a little bit and sunny and um (laughs) i mean i've actually been i would say attacked two times that i've been in charlotte attacked the last two times yeah like physically assaulted this time i was attacked by the first i got to my hotel went out to get dinner four minutes later waiting for an uber in a car with two guys drove by and the guy threw tea light like tea t- candle, tea light candles. Those little candles. Yeah, yeah, threw two of them at me. One hit me in the neck, the other one in the chest. And then <laughs> they proceeded to circle the block and throw them at other people. And they thought that I wouldn't wait around with one of their tea lights and huck it back. At them. <laughs> right, exactly. And they came back around the corner, and I, as hard as I could, threw it into their window. And I think I hit one of them in the face. Wow. So I felt good about that. That's a curious form of assault yeah <laughs> like, well it is though it is people yeah. throwing shit at you from their car yeah, yeah and last time i was here actually somebody else was getting assaulted at 2 a.m i was having a cigarette outside my hotel and um 
All of a sudden I heard a woman screaming, help, help me. And I looked across the street and there was a man attacking a woman, hmm. throwing her into a chain link fence. She yelled, call 911. I didn't really know how much help that would do. Right, right. In the right. moment, just, <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'm um, <laughs> just going to find my phone. i got to unlock it, so I just got to use my passcode. Um, it's ringing, so just keep holding it together if you can. Um, so I, like, I walked across the street, like, yelling for the guy to stop. And he noticed me and then just came, started walking directly at me to hurt me, which I was like, never get involved, you know? Right, right. <laughs> um, and... When he's like five feet from me, I'm realizing I'm not ready to fight. So I just use my words and I, I don't know where this came from. I've never said this sentence, but I said, um, if you take one more step, I'm going to end your life. Wow. Wow. And he stopped. And then right in the middle of him stopping, the girl yelled, don't worry. He ain't going to do shit. He's a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> and then he was like, shut up, Sherry or whatever. And then she walked away and he walked away. And I'm just standing there barefoot in the middle of the street at 2 a.m. Wow. With sweatpants on. And a Honda Accord that had watched the whole thing happen at a stoplight came around and pulled right in front of me. And the four girls in it with the windows down, the girl in the front seat said, Damn, Jesus, you bold. <laughs> and the girl in the back seat oh. handed a joint out the window. Okay. And um, yeah. everything seemed to be fine after that. But yeah, those yeah. were the last few times I've been in Charlotte. Well, welcome to Charlotte. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> so, so there's so many questions. Like what would like Sherry? What if she was being attacked and needed help? Then why would she antagonize him? Right again after yeah. like wouldn't she take that opportunity to I don't know maybe get away from him? Yeah. Well, a friend of mine told me a good story about kind of the same thing happening in front of a movie theater one time. No, actually, him and I were in front of a movie theater and a guy spit on a girl and they were like walking around and he was being pretty abusive towards her and I was like, I feel like I should go help, Let's do something, and he goes, don't. He goes, last time I tried to do that, same situation, the girl yelled at me saying, stay out of my, stay out of our business, like she, yeah. as she's being abused. So there's just like no way into that situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they're still going to stand up for their man. You know, if they're in an abusive relationship like that, then they're in it for a reason. Right, right, right. I mean, and generally you want to help, but um, so far I've got an O and two... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. With actually helping a woman uh, who's being abused. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. I mean, yeah. you know, congratulations to you for for wanting to get involved. Mm -hmm. I think that's. I mean, hopefully, we need more of that. I mean, it might be my right? own we narcissism need... that wants me to like. I want to be a hero or something. I don't know. I think I don't know. I mean, is it is it is it narcissism to want to help somebody who's who's. No, unless it's for you know for your own benefits, right, obviously. Right. But yeah, right, then, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? And it's also why do I keep getting put in those situations? I was just going to say, wonder yeah. about that as well. I can. I I don't know that I've ever been in a situation. Granted, I don't go out much, but, but I don't know that I've ever been in a situation like where somebody has been in physical danger and I've had to step in. Mm -hmm. I was a bouncer in a bar in college for a little while, but I think that's a different yeah, yeah. thing. That's just asshole yeah, yeah. drunks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is a whole other issue. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry this keeps happening to you. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to give Charlotte a chance. Yeah. Despite my, um, you know. Yeah. Seemingly every time I've been here, there's been an issue. It's a good city. Mm -hmm. It really is a good yeah, city. I'm sorry that. that this keeps happening. Yeah. I, I mean, it was good. The crowds have been good to me. Yeah. Everyone's been good. Yeah. It's just strangers on the street. 
So I want to ask you um, about something I heard you say once, and it's it was on it was on a talk type show. I can't remember now what show it was, but I want to say Hardwick was involved. Okay. And you had said that when people ask you what you do for a living, mm-hmm. you tell them you're a writer. Yeah. As opposed to being a stand-up. Yeah, yeah a, a stand-up. And I'm just I'm curious. I mean, not you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm just kind of curious what what is it easier to explain writer than it is stand-up, or what's your? It's not your the explanation. Process? It's that it's less questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get into a conversation with a stranger. Fair. You know, I mean, at some point in the, in the beginning when I felt like talking or. I don't know, maybe I needed someone to tell that I do what I do, it was fine, but I, you know, I get, like, it's not that I don't like talking to people, I do, actually, but I like it on my own terms, I guess, like, I like it when I make a barista laugh, or, you know, like, it's fun every now and again to do something without having to divulge personal information, but, like, I don't know, it happens when I, like, the other day I was getting coffee, and somebody just wouldn't leave me alone while I was getting coffee because then I didn't tell them what I did they just knew what I did yeah. and it was kind of this thing where it's like you know it's flattering at first and then it just becomes like hey you're actually invading my space right now I, yeah. you know I'm just a person having coffee not like I think I'm famous or like whatever but I don't know Hannibal has a great joke about it I think you've have you heard that I'm not sure Go where ahead. he's like on a plane and yeah. somebody yeah. asks what he does and he, he says that he manages stand-up comedians. <laughs> and then in the end his pride takes over so much that he tells him that he manages this guy named Hannibal Buress and he can get them tickets to his show uh, it's really funny but it starts in the same vein of you know the same thing where you're like I don't want to get into conversation yeah. I mean just last night a guy drove me home from the show and he asked what I do and I said I work in software installation <laughs> and he was like really and he goes what, are you here on a job? I said, yeah, I just, you know, it's like I, I work for rich people and they have me install stuff. And <laughs> then I kind of get lost. So I like, don't know anything about software installation. <laughs> and you you had literally just headlined the show at, at the Comedy Zone. Two shows. Yeah. yeah. If it was last night. Uh-huh. And you you literally said, yeah, I'm not, that's not. I was just at the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just in town. I figured I'd check out, you know, the local talent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you... Do you, how often are you on the road? How many weeks a year are you are you on the road like this? Um, God, it's so hard to say because it goes in spurts, you know? Like, um, sometimes I'll be, like, on a 15-day tour where it's, like, rock clubs, you know? And so you're just straight, straight, straight driving through shows and you're kind of mapping it out so it's easier like that. And then other times I do comedy clubs where I go out for the weekend, go home, come go out the next weekend or every two weeks or, you know. Yeah. It's a lot, though. Yeah. It is a lot. And right now I'm kind of coming off taking a, a nice chunk of a break, so I'm, it's kind of fun. It's like getting my stage legs back a little and, and uh, yeah, it's fun. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer the weekends in the, in the comedy clubs or the kind of the longer sort of tours? Well, they're both good for their own mm-hmm. reasons. The, the tour, the rock club stuff, nobody is at that show for anything except you. Right. They're not there for a drink. They're not there for 
because they got free tickets for some radio thing. Like they're seriously there because they know who I am and they want to hear me talk and yeah. they, they respect me. And, and so it's, it's almost easier. It's, it's too easy. I mean, in some ways, but it's easy. Like you, I'm, I can do all the things that I love doing and they want me to do that. Mm -hmm. And then last night there was a bachelorette party at the show or, yeah. you know, like, and they don't care. In fact, it, to them, it's their night. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you kind of get different groups of people like that that got free tickets. They didn't know what they were cutting into. Or they heard you on the radio and they want to check it out, but they don't really know fully what they're getting into. Yeah. And I try and make my act broad enough to where I'm going to be liked by anybody. But sometimes it's, you know, whether I'm pig-headed or whatever, sometimes I'm not willing to submit to... <laughs> pleasing yeah. a bachelorette yeah. party yeah nor should you frankly yeah. that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, uh maria bamford had said the same thing that like you know, that's why she does like tuesday nights because nobody's you know at the comedy zone or at a comedy club on a tuesday night by accident yeah you know they're there specifically to see the person who's there on a on a tuesday night yeah you know and it's nice and i mean when you knock out one show in a city compared to five or six or whatever it's Everyone comes to that one show, and so it's, and the pay sometimes can be the same, mm -hmm. yeah. which is kind of crazy, yeah. rather than like, but the doing, like, what, what I love about a comedy club that you don't get is I'm here and I'm following my face a little bit, some people aren't really getting all my stuff, I'm getting stretched, uh, repeating, like I'm having to learn from one show and then pound it right into the next, which is great. Yeah. It's nice because um, you, yeah, you really... You, you're forced to learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. sometimes those rock shows, you're not... Yeah. You're not really learning much except the people like you. Yeah. It mm -hmm. uh, flexes a different set of muscles, I imagine, when you're... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is it... Is it... I'm going to use the word easier, but I don't necessarily mean easier. But is it easier or different to be a comic now than it was when you started? I don't think so, actually. I think it's harder. Mm-hmm. I feel. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but it feels like there's more now than there was before because of YouTube. And I do find it fascinating when I meet young comedians because I don't go hang out and like open mics anymore. Or, mm -hmm. You know, so they're either coming to shows to see me in other towns, or you know, randomly in LA or New York. You but you don't really run in the same circle. Um, like what their motivation is. Right. You know how they started. You know, I learned a very specific way, which was get really good on stage and then don't expose yourself to a large audience until you're more than ready. Right, right. So I didn't, you know, like I wasn't trying to put videos up on YouTube of like a set that I did somewhere. I was hiding all of that and I was getting better. And then when I had the chance to do The Tonight Show, yeah. I exposed myself. And yeah. it's different now, obviously, you know. Um, but people would have said the same thing at the time that I did it and I did get some really great opportunities but it's also because I put myself in those positions and I presented myself in a way that you know when somebody finds something like a producer or an agent or a manager or whatever and it's untouched and they get to be the one that says here it is yeah yeah you know that's a that's the position I was in, so that was nice. So those people are then working for you and excited to yeah. work for you and help you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple guys out of out of here uh, who have found themselves with some YouTube success. Yeah. 
and the first thing they'll tell you when there's you know there's no microphones on and the cameras aren't pointing at them and they're being totally honest the first thing they'll tell you is because they've gone from like you know i've done two videos and now i'm headlining shows in like you know philadelphia or whatever and the first thing they'll tell you is i'm not ready i, I don't yeah. have 45 minutes of material i don't have you know it, 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 how how has that changed the way that you book yourself and the way that you uh, I, I know the comedy zone now has started booking some of these guys mm-hmm. and they're making a crap ton of money and they're filling the place up and they're charging you know 90 bucks for the meet and greets and stuff like that but then you see their show and it's like there's nothing there yeah and but also maybe the audience doesn't know what a good show is so they're just seeing the person they want to see and so they like it right right um it lasts for a year yeah. You know, it lasts for like your first round of stand-up, I believe, where you kind of do the rounds and then you go and you get the ticket sales and, you, you know, you, your YouTube. And a lot of time they kind of stop doing as many YouTube videos, so they're kind of stopping to gain an audience and also fulfill the, what they've been giving their audience. And then their second round is when you really find out like, oh, there's less people, you know, it just is down, it's, it's going downhill from that point yeah. until they either get good at stand-up or not. Yeah. But a lot of people, they get cocky right away, and they're like, I don't have to do these YouTube videos anymore, and it's like, eh, that's what you need to do, actually. Yeah, if that's what... If that's what got, got you there, you, you gotta right. continue. But that kind of pressure to produce has to be crushing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's, it's you, not in the beginning, I'm sure, for them, because they don't care. Right, so right, that's, right, exactly. That's when they're making their most pure videos, yeah. where they're doing them. The second they start caring, and, and editing, and you know, like getting better equipment and taking more time. I'm sure that the quality of it steps up, but maybe the content doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Quality of content. But, they, you know, everyone needs to find that. It ha- that's the same thing for everybody, you know, and, and you have to monitor that and be aware and realize all that stuff, you know, of quality of content, which is, in, in the end, the most important thing. Yeah. So you're one of those guys... You have other things happening and things like that right I mean you're so much more than just a stand up what else are you working on right now that, that, that we can look forward to you know um, there's always a few things kind of looming and happening um, the most important thing is just not to like sit around and let let stuff loom you have right, to be right. what, what you learn in this business is that the second you get a job you don't get a paycheck the second that you get a job you don't start working and it's sometimes like six months later you start or you get a paycheck and the deal got worked out or whatever it is. So you have to constantly be putting yourself out there and and embarrassing yourself in rooms, stand you know, like as far as like auditions go. It's very hard to figure out that the the combination to mm-hmm. unlock that stuff, you know, yeah. which in the end is mean is being fearless, not obnoxious. Which is some people don't understand the difference. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and and doing the work. The auditions that I walk in when I don't know my lines are, are not only stressful but horrible. But if I actually take the time to do the work and learn the lines and know it and understand the scene or understand this character a little more, chances are I'm going to walk out feeling good about what I did, mm-hmm. whether or not they chose me or not. Because at that point, it's just a crapshoot. Sure. It's, yeah. You know, they probably have an offer out to three people already, and maybe it'll come down to you. Yeah, it's hard. You know, are there things that 
that you want to do that you haven't done yet? I mean, where do you see your where do you see all this going? Because you're still young, right? I mean, you've got your entire career ahead of you. Yeah, so where do you yeah. What do you want to do? Um, I mean, in the end, I really want to just make things with people that I like. I mean, that's the goal, and, and you try and do that, and you try and surround yourself with people you like, and you make things with them. And then you meet new people and take risks, and you try that. But, you know, I want to get, I want to, like, go down and get dirty and get into auditions and hopefully get a part in a movie where I can show myself on a larger scale that I'm a talented actor or that I, you know, can hang. And, and, and also, you know, I've had friends make it a little bit faster than me through stand-up. It's like... It's this thing where one year you just somebody just explodes. You didn't, no one ever saw it. They're not doing anything different. It just they something happened, and so I'm kind of constantly waiting for that. But what I've realized about waiting for that is that you have to be getting better as you're waiting. And you might get little things that happen here and there that keep you boosted, but you know you just again can't sit on those and and expect that to do it for you. You got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are you off to next? So now this interview will actually run the week after you were here in Charlotte. Okay. Because our timing's perfect, as always. Yeah. So um, so where are you off to? I will be at Caroline's in New York, awesome. January okay. 31st through February 2nd. Okay. So that actually then will be next weekend. Yeah. As this is, uh, podcast airs. And then where can we see you? Netflix, YouTube? Board? Yeah, I got a special on Netflix. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just look it up. You can find me. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, not, I'm not hiding anything online. <laughs> it's all there. As we um, as we record this, Nick, it is uh, it's Sunday night, as you're aware. You've got it's literally minutes, probably five minutes before the the the, uh, the Sunday night show starts. Um, I'm gonna thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Um, I apologize for the low tech. I know. Um, I mean, still high tech. You know, it's, it's an fine. iPhone, so still yeah. high tech. But but it's we've got four microphones and literally three thousand dollars worth of um, equipment in this room that we're not using. There might be a little background noise, guys. Don't worry about it. Welcome back. <laughs> Soul Podcast. Those were some nice air punches you were. Brian was. Are you Dynamite Brian Kid, the boxer? Furiously, furiously waving his hand, and I was reading the email. So well, you had your head he down was air jacking. Trying to. That's what he was doing. Yeah, I was looking at this. I'm. They're talking about doing an article about. Uh, well, I don't want to give it away, but one of the papers is doing an article that has some centering around comedy. And um, it looks like I'm going to be a part of it and get interviewed. So they're sending nice. questions. And uh, what are the questions? Uh, Just name some. And this is why I think I'm a good interviewer, because I don't ask the questions that are normally asked. Um, what is my style of comedy? Dick jokes. Those are questions <laughs> from somebody who doesn't know anything about comedy. You know what easy, I mean? brother. I'm still, trying to get, I'm still trying to be in the article. Nah, they're not listening. Don't worry. They might be. They know what I do. No, I don't. This might be the podcast they listen to to say, oh, maybe, okay, let's, let's hear them. I don't think that's a bad question. It's just a generic one because yeah. it's like, oh, I do clean humor. I don't do any dirty jokes. I don't cuss. Clearly, I'm not talking about myself. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to answer that. Um, R or PG shows? Both. R. Ara. But you have the ability to do PG when you do those uh, corporate events. I can go RPG, RPG. RPG. We need to get violent. <laughs> RPG. Doesn't matter. X. That, that. Z. I can go to Z. Uh, tell us a short, clean joke we can share at the office. I don't even know what that means. I know what that means. 
Because it's going to be a Q&A, and it's going to go, oh, here's some of their favorite jokes, favorite clean jokes. Yeah, it's like tell a joke that it's like, that, well, a piece of string walks into the bar. You know what I mean? Like, the, that's the tell a Wait, joke. Wait, tell the end of that. A piece of string walks into a bar. The bartender says, sorry, we don't serve your kind here. piece of string walks out dejectedly, goes outside, ties himself into a knot, cuts the knot in half. The knot in half comes back into the bar. The bartender says, hey, aren't you that piece of string? And the piece of string says, no, I'm afraid not. Ah, oh, that's solid. Yeah. Afraid not. <sighs> It's a clean joke. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the, the I feel like that's some like bad that's a thing that like you don't really tell jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's you're not a you're not a like two Jews walking into a bar. That's not your thing. Wait, yeah, what's the end of that one? <laughs> what's the <laughs> end of that one? I don't know. <laughs> you're never gonna hear me start with two Jews, nothing. It ain't gonna happen. But it's true. I mean that's that's not <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what I think of when I think of comedy. Yeah. I think of a storyteller. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Early, so I think that's more difficult to do. Um Joke punchline, joke punchline. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, you know, I so I'll figure out something to write down. Just but Google it. Y'all Just Google a quick office joke and be like, "Yeah, I created this one myself." Yeah. The first thing that comes up on Google. Something with a chicken and a road in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can have the afraid not thing. I didn't write it, but you can have the afraid not joke. I'd let you keep it. Okay. You can use that for later dad gigs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start doing all dad shows. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm, get, I'm I'm reworking all my stuff. You know who's going to be your toughest it's critic is your son. Cornier so. right now. I want my stuff super corny. I got some stuff I'm working at. Uh, you know, long flight here. Man, my arms are tired. Kind yeah, of stuff. yeah. I'm coming for the dads. I've got uh, uh, Milton Berle's uh, joke book. Do you? If you're, yeah, it's from like the <laughs> 1950s. It's like a, a thousand page book of all of all, all of Milton Berle's old material. Yeah. Really? It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I got, I, I'm got. i going to do an all dad tour. Um, yep. You and Ryan Van Gendron. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him the other day. He, I'll be honest, he's looking very daddish. Yeah. <laughs> that stomach. I'm like, Dad okay, Rod. who had the baby? <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> I see. He had, he had like a he had like a plaid button up. I said, "Okay, all right, you climbing the charts." Wow, that was fast. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "All right, okay." Blair's driving a minivan. Blair's driving a minivan. But you know what? <laughs> so wait. Uh, side note of of being pregnant is Julie Jackson pregnant? Julie Jackson. Oh Whatever. yeah, Jackson. Again. Yes. Jack sick. Jackson local yeah. comic. Yeah. 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 Like, did like she waste n- any time in she between? Stayed pregnant. Yeah. I don't think she was never not pregnant. I think it just went directly <laughs> into a second pregnancy. <laughs> she had twins, but the second one's nine months apart. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. second one was like, you know what? I'm going to chill in here for nine more. Yeah. She's like, I want to say 13, 14 months pregnant right now. She's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Might be 22 months pregnant. I need to give her husband, her and her husband, a pamphlet on things to do or something. These, <laughs> a two, hobby. Don't, these two don't lead a bad. Well, they have it. It's just, it's just pictures of each other in that pamphlet right now. So just uh, insert other photos. Now, Julie, Julie is one of the. I, I met Julie like early on. Like she was emceeing a show I was doing at Lake Norman or something like that, and we just talked. Yeah, she's, she's just great. the funniest, coolest. She was really good. Chick. I saw her when she was pregnant. She's dope. Yeah. And I think, uh, and so I'm friends with her on Facebook. But I was like. What? Were you just pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Didn't we just? Because we were having kids at the same time. That's and right. I'm like, oh, yeah. why Okay, kids that's at the same why time? I was like, yeah. I swear I saw her like maybe a year ago when she was pregnant. And yeah. the cute, her first kid, the one that's not out It's very cute. Super cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's I'm so sure cool. the one that's still in there is cute too. But yeah. Because that's But nice, you never know. You know, <laughs> the 
assuming it's still in there at the time this podcast comes out. The father's questionable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's nice to hear that the kid looks good. I don't no, know I'm the just father. Kidding. I, I, I never even met I have no clue what the okay, father like, looks like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. busting his balls from afar. <laughs> right. You're going to get knocked out after the show and be like, who hit oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It looked like Julie's baby, though. <laughs> 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 kind of an older version. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. So, Had to ask. Yes. Now, we, we, okay. We have to talk about the Soldier Boy interview on The Breakfast Club um, this week. It has gone viral. I don't know how many million views this. This had. is how I know I'm packing too much. Yeah. Oh, Sammy. Not, I'm not Sammy. Up with okay. Any so I'm, okay. I've oh, even oh, seen oh. this. Brian has seen it. Brian watched the interview. <laughs> I did. Which and he agreed. And you said that what? I said uh, I understand why it's it's become sort of a of a of a, of a pop culture touch point right now. Okay. And I, I'm stunned and amazed at the sheer number of near death experiences Soldier Boy apparently has had. Follow up question. It's it's when amazing. he said it was the Breakfast Club, did you think it was the movie? Uh, it, uh, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I know what the Breakfast Club is with Charlemagne. You. Did you, uh, yeah. Um, did you see the compilation of somebody doing a promo, like, join us on the Breakfast Club? It was one of their, like, celebrities. Mm-hmm. And he could not, for the life of him, say Charlemagne. Oh, you talking about uh, Charlemagne, Char, oh, Char, oh, I noticed Charlie I Mag. I know you talking about. Yeah, and I couldn't pronounce his name. It was awful. Anyways, okay, tell me about Soldier Boy. Okay, uh, <laughs> where do we begin with Soldier? Uh, yeah, where do you start? So first of all, his how was he dressed? He was wearing. To be fair, I was watching it while I was driving, so I okay. couldn't pay a lot of attention. But but it we appeared to be some sort of endorse that. No, <laughs> I was. I just had it on, but I wasn't really watching. A sort of a tan. I couldn't tell if it was fur. It was a yeah. It was like some kind of fur, and um, he had a big old Gucci headband. Right, right. And he had a bunch of chains and necklaces and a big ass coat. <laughs> like I don't know what was in the coat. Alpaca. I don't know what was in the yeah. coat. But it was a big ass coat. And, and he's just sitting there, and he's got. He's his not a big guy, anyways, right? No, he's tiny. No, he's not. Yeah, so he's it'd not be a like swimming in a fur. Right. He was swimming in the fur, uh, iced out, all of that. So that's how he looked in the studio, and I'm like, okay, well, it's been a while since I saw Soldier Boy, right? right. I, I don't, I don't re- really remember Soldier Boy since you and yeah. I mean you, crank yeah. that Soldier Boy, you like that's what I'm thinking about, right? But apparently, he says during the interview, like, look, I was the first artist really to have all my signature songs have signature dances with them in hip-hop. Right. And he was like, at the time, everybody called me a clown and said I was whack and that's never going to catch on. And look at how many different dances yeah. we have now for yeah. specific songs. Watch me whip. All the wobble. You could go all shuffle. day with him. So I'm like, and I'm thinking back, I'm like, he's kind of right about that. Like, well, nobody was slide. really... But that's not hip-hop. Like, I'm talking about the first rapper. Like, he's the it's first rapper to have rapper. the music... Oh, yeah. I mean... He falls in the category. <laughs> he falls in the category more than Cha Cha Slide. But, but that's what they said. They said it, it wasn't, wasn't rap. They yeah, said it wasn't yeah. rap. What? Rappers said it wasn't rap. What? Like the that Cha Cha Slide wasn't? No, no, Soldier Boy. Oh, oh. That, that dancey happy shit, they said it was not rap. And but you know what's the same? It's the money he made from it. He did. Same money. He did, but now they don't, he doesn't get probably the respect he deserves, he which is probably props. why he's so nuts about it. Right. He spent a lot of time. The interview was about 54 minutes, and he spent a good 49 minutes talking about how he. Did he also say that Drake Drake stole some (laughs) of his stuff? Yes. I heard that part. That came up. Soldier has done everything 
like anything you can imagine, Soldier Boy did. He was the first to do it. He's been the most amazing at it. Brian said it reminded him of the Ryan Davis interview. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here for it. I was. <laughs> you can uh, you can watch it. It's on Facebook Live somewhere. That's <laughs> Brian's <laughs> my guy, man. I'm just <laughs> I, I never take I never I never miss an opportunity to 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 do that kind of shit with to uh out. dynamite kid him. To dynamite kid him. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, but um it was uh it was a lot. It was a lot. It got cause they talked about the scene with her talking about his mental illness, and that's kind of when he expanded on that. And he said, um Was that one of his near death experiences? No, but there technically was four, mi- four near-death experiences he, he talked about. Wait, you listen to all 54 minutes? Yeah. While yeah. driving. Yeah. How how far away is Will's office? No, 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 no. <laughs> this was between my house and where I'm spending most of my time now. Oh, the school. Yes. Uh, it takes me an hour to get there in the morning, so I, it's brutal. But uh, uh-huh. to be fair, I only understood about... Four Three or minutes. five minutes of the entire interview. I didn't. There was a lot of stuff he was talking about. Where I'm like, really I don't know. Just didn't get a lot of references. I don't know who these people are. I but don't know but there was just so about. many funny ass ex- exchanges. Like apparently, some some woman tried to uh, tell him that she was having <laughs> she was having a baby, and she wanted him to give her money for the abortion. But apparently, she just went on like Google Images and Google <laughs> and, and Google the sonogram. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but then the what Angela Yee. There are a lot of men who will fall for that. Okay, I have no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Apparently, he's one of them. Until other people on the internet said, "Yo, that's fake," <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> "Hey, bitch, you put up a fake picture. I'm not paying for that." So he just took right. random people on Wait, the internet. Wait, was that your invitation that was, of Soldier Boy just now? Yeah, it was. Wow. I think I nailed it. You did. <laughs> for your, for nailed your, it. I think it was solid. But Angela Yee was talking to him, and she goes, uh, she couldn't really understand what he was saying. And she was like, so how is she pregnant? If she was going to get an abortion, why are you saying I'm going to be a dad on social media if it was an abortion? Or And he said, no, she wanted an abortion, but if I didn't get it, she was going to, whatever it was. She was going to She wanted money, him. that she was extorting him for money for the abortion. So for like 45 bucks. Right. So then Angela, <laughs> right. So Angela Yee goes, well, then how was she pregnant? And he goes, because I fucked the bitch. <laughs> I fucked the bitch. That's how she pregnant. Oh, it's just magical. He went on five. He went on for two minutes about Kanye and his support for Trump and how it disgusts him. And it disgusts everybody. He was okay. like, "How are you, Walt Disney? You walking around?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> this. Let me tell you what this man said. So he was like, "How are you? Uh, how are you supposed to be representing the people and you walking around supporting Trump and shit like that?" He was like, "Come on, man." He's like, "You you you supposed to be Walt Disney and everything just because you kissing Adidas and Puma's ass." <laughs> he said, "How are you supposed to?" Be? And then Charlemagne goes, "All right, by by Puma and Disney, you mean white people?" And he goes, "Crackers." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he just started going. I'm, like, I'm just like this man. He's talking to us, he's talking to us from another planet at yeah, this point. Yeah. And. So and it was just and then which to be fair, so is Kanye. So is Kanye. Kanye is in orbit. Right. So then Soldier Boy tells this story about getting robbed. I have questions. Go ahead. I have questions about that story. But no, you. I'm an expert. I've watched this many times. So, Soldier. Soldier. S O U L J A H. Right. Soldier. So he says he's in the studio at home with a couple other guys. Yes. A couple other dudes. One of them is named Killer. Yes. 
Is that Ghostface Killer? That is not Ghostface Killer. Okay. Just his homie Killer. Just wanted to make sure I get my Totally separate Killer. But okay. nice right. reference okay. by Thank you. you. That's Thank nice you. Work. I appreciate that. There are lots of Lils out there, too. They're not related. Many, right. many Lils. Right. It's not Lil. like a family name. Lil Fizz. Lil yep. Mo. I'm going to be Lil Lil. <laughs> Lil Don't ah. think anyone's done it. But anyway, please continue. So, uh, so Soldier mm-hmm. is in the studio. Mm-hmm. With Killer. No, apparently oh. Killer's in the kitchen making a sandwich. Right. Right. Sandwich. <laughs> so... Uh, these dudes with AK-47s kicking his door. I don't think you can say dudes. <laughs> dudes. Like you have these bros, these bros, <laughs> these, well, these guys. Well, he used a different word that I'm not going to use. Crackers! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so these dudes kicking his door wearing masks and carrying AK-47s, according to Soldier. Yes. Right. And so Soldier <laughs> is somehow able to fight these guys off. By himself, right? Because apparently the guy named Killa... Is no help whatsoever. Because he's making a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) The guy with the (laughs) toughest name in the house. No help at all. No help at all. Right. (laughs) So, uh, Soldier pulls out his, 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 what what did he say? He had Glock. Glock, his Glock. And fires off. First off, I just want to say that I was the first one in responding with that. I just need video of Brian telling this story. So... He pulls out his Glock uh-huh. and uh, fires off somewhere between 100 and 150 <laughs> rounds. Wow, that is a... <laughs> wow, he has an assault Glock? Full Tropic that. Thunder. Wow. Shoots uh, one guy who was able to get away. Yep. Uh, there were three guys, apparently. Shoots okay. one guy who was able to get away. Mm-hmm. Another guy uh, he missed, and that guy got away clean. This other guy he shot... 20, maybe 30 times. <laughs> so the, it, did he live? Did that guy live? There was some he sort of tussle. Yeah, he blew his elbow out. Yeah, he blew, he blew the meat was hanging. There was elbow meat scattered elbow around meat. his living room. Elbow. I got that There's out no the meat on an elbow. Well, and there's it, no way to like get that Forearm out. meat. It was forearm meat is what yeah. they were talking about. Which forearm meat, now that I say that out loud. Let me tell you something. Really yeah, and don't stroke your arm like that when you say forearm meat. I'll just say I've had elbow meat on my carpet. It's a nightmare, but go ahead, Brian. To get out of the carpet? It yeah. takes forever. Yeah. So he shoots this guy once in the elbow, once in the in the butt. Yeah, in the ass. He in, shot him in, in the butt. In, yep. in the ass. And then once, I think somewhere else, the guy goes down in, in his living room, mm-hmm. and then soldier standing over him, he pulls his mask off, mm-hmm. and he realizes he knows- Mask off. Mask off. Mm-hmm. He pulls his mask off, and he realizes he knows the guy. So it was a, it was an inside job, according to Soldier Boy. He used the word inside job. It was was inside it Killer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. It was Killer the whole time. Oh, that would have been great. I uh, so yeah. So he's got the guy down on the floor, pulls his mask off, realizes he he knows him, and thinks I'm going to shoot this guy in the head right now. Mm-hmm. Has the presence of mind to stop himself from doing that, and instead shoots him kind of in the back. Mm-hmm. Again, like kind of like from what I can only assume was point blank range. Yeah, but then uh, by then the police show up, and somehow Soldier Boy. What do you mean has the presence of mind to shoot him in the back instead of the head? Well, aren't they just as bad? <laughs> like well, this bullet yeah. hole is going to be something to think about later for yeah. you, Mister. <laughs> Give you a piece of I show you what for. So <laughs> he he. He, uh, the police show up, right? And they're like, "Well, you, you've, you know, you're defending your house. You've got the right to shoot people." And <laughs> so nothing happened to Soldier Boy except like the next day he packed up and moved to L.A. 
Yeah, that was what happened right <laughs> after that. That's when he moved to L.A. He right that bride. That was that so. Bride. That's what that I got from that story. Look at that. I can't wait to show my wife. This like, has you. been storytelling by Brian. <laughs> Brian, we need more of that. <laughs> but but did the guy? Because then I heard Charlemagne say that the guy he shot died. Uh, but Soldier Boy never said that until Charlemagne said it, and then Soldier's like, "Well, yeah, that that dude died." Here, okay. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But here's the here's the <laughs> biggest plot twist of them all. Here's the biggest. Here's here's why this is the greatest interview of all time. Okay, because everything you just said is exactly word for word, line for line, the way you would describe a scene in the movie Belly mm. on Twitter. They had Soldier Boy describing what you just said on the interview and that same scene from the movie Belly with Nas and DMX Hood classic playing, and it plays out exactly <laughs> like that. Elbow meat, carpet, pull the mask off, it's my friend, my friend down there making a sandwich. They showed all the same shit in a movie from 15 years ago. He got it from a movie. <laughs> That's why this is the greatest. This is Usual Suspects. So, so soldier. <laughs> He's amazing. He He's just a great a actor. Movie. But his movie's coming out. To, to, to <laughs> promote his movie about it. So he took a movie, made something about the movie, and they made a movie about the movie about the movie made up about the movie. Best of all time. <sighs> Greatest of I'm all exhausted. time. And then they brought up Drake. Oh my. And that's when Soldier took it to the moon. Okay, this is what became memes and all and stuff all over the place. Because at a point, this is what Daniel had me listen to. Yes, as I was falling asleep, I was like, "What?" It's so, and I was it's like, so oh. good. So, so at a point, Soldier Boy says, "I had the biggest comeback of 2018." Charlemagne says, "No, you didn't." <laughs> Travis Scott had a bigger record. Drake had a bigger record. I Meek don't even Mill know Soldier Boy's record. record. Right. So he was and like, "Definitely you? Meek Mill." Definitely. Yes. So he goes. Uh, he goes. <laughs> so then. Soulja Boy also has this alter ego named Draco that comes out, and Draco gets real angry, okay? So they was like, oh, big Draco! And then he's just going and going. He's like the Hulk. So Is that kind of is that who Nicki Minaj mention, mentions when she well, goes, Draco Drake, got Drake, that? Drake calls himself Draco. Um, but, oh, but okay. So here, so look. So Somebody needs to be a little Draco. <laughs> this, this, so She's talking about you didn't have the biggest comeback. They're saying that. And he says, yes, I did. Then they go, Travis Scott had a bigger album than you. He goes, Travis Scott. <laughs> Travis Scott. And then he goes, and I'm just quoting here, folks. Okay, get ready. Travis Scott. He was like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I messed it up already. Tiger. Oh. They said Tiger because he had, boo, boo, boo. Yeah. let me get a taste. Boo, boo. That was a big hit for him. So they yeah. said he had the comeback of the year. Right. Soldier Boy said, Tiger. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah. Tiger. He said, the nigga that lost his bitch to Travis Scott. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. And then he goes, and then Travis Scott, nothing in the bitch and got her pregnant. That Tiger? I was like, whoa. Okay, oh. we've gone. Oh. Here he is. And then they go, Meek Mill had a bigger comeback than you. He goes, what? How Meek Mill have better come back to me? He goes, well, I mean, he went to jail. That was a big story. Police reform. He said, I went to jail last year, too. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you didn't have people with shirts that said, free Meek Mill. Right. You did not have a cultural impact Meek right. Mill had. But then they said Drake. And they said Drake, and he goes, Drake? <laughs> he got up and walked off and said, Drake? 
uh-uh, no, no. He Why said, does he turn into a gay man, like, goes, in the middle of the He goes, drag, he goes, the nigga from the Genesis? They were like, Degrassi? <laughs> the nigga from the Genesis? Drake? The one that got his head pushed in by Pusha T last year? Drake? Aubrey, I was trying to hide my world from the kid, but the kid hiding from a world? Drake? <laughs> Sad piece. He's out of his mind. And then he goes, here's what he Props said. Props to him, though, though cuz he saw how well that's worked for Kanye going crazy. So he's like, let me just take a note from his. This man the law. And at a point he said, he said, "Please." He said, "Nobody is counting Drake." He said, "Yo, but Drake's a f- phenomenal artist." He said, "I gave Drake, I discovered Drake. I gave Drake his start." And they said, "What?" And then he said, "Listen, man, tell me what's really going on. Drizzy was in this thing. What's happening?" And then he then said, he plays his soldier boy." And he's like, "Soldier!" Because he had like proved it to uh-huh. himself, and maybe to everybody else too. But Charlemagne was like, "Yo, it was your song." <laughs> yeah, just insane. There's a million other things. There's a deal he made for four hundred million dollars. Turns out it was really stock options for two point five million. Yeah. <laughs> And, Char- and Drake go and and, and Soldier Boy goes Charlemagne four hundred million two point five million money is money baby <laughs> no but wait a second <laughs> I'm no financial expert but two point five versus four hundred is right exactly it's a slight difference so it takes you through a lot of different things there were two other things he's got this game console now now apparently the first rap artist to have his yes. own game game yes, console but there's issues. <laughs> There's issues. That, that, that they didn't make enough of them. They didn't think it would sell that much, and so they didn't make enough of them. So, so some people have paid, but haven't gotten their game console. But he said it comes with like 200 or 250 games preloaded onto it. Yes. And there, and like stuff that like Pac-Man and Mario Brothers and Mario Kart and all this other stuff. And so Charlemagne's like, well, that's all like bootlegged, right? No, we got the rights. Mm, no, no, I you don't, don't think Nintendo. No. That doesn't sound right. He's like, let me. I'm. I know I'm being recorded. So yeah, no, no, no. We got the right. Mm, do you? I, I just. I just want to give everybody a couple seconds of this because I have. Yeah, it yeah. Right here, so people can really kind of reference what we're talking about. Oh, this is for the new Mr. Glass. Are you? Are we all in on this? Everybody going to see it? You know what I'm talking about? No, you're not my Shyamalan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, the third unbreakable case. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I said never. No, listen. Charlotte, listen, Charlotte. Is that an opinion or is that a fact? I would think it's, it's a fact. Opinion. No, I ain't no goddamn fact. These are all opinions. It's a fact when it comes to music. Well, I, I, why, why, why? Stop all that yelling in here now. <laughs> why did Meet Me have a bigger comeback than Soldier Boy? But me personally, why? Because he was locked up. Yes. Okay, I was locked up too, nigga. They came up with a number one record. The Drake beef. First off, I want to know why he's referring to himself in third person, because that drives me <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, he does that and two, time. I love Charlemagne. Oh, Charlemagne. <laughs> Y'all niggas crazy. But people can say that Y'all you got, seen, let me see you got your nigga. Here you go. This is where it started. Right here. And that's when it buckles. Okay. But. Trey, Arby. <laughs> That's a little snippet of what we. Hey, hey, well, he, he, he's still talking. Oh, he, oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's been going. Yeah, he went the whole time. All right, kids. Well, now I'm all caught up on my pop culture, so I can, you know. 
Yeah. Now yeah. I can go back to life. Yeah. I can go back to packing, which is my life right now. Yeah. So shouts out to Soldier Boy and shouts out to the interviewers, man. I thought like for them to keep yeah, that crowd and yeah. get info and yeah, and, and, and keep it going and keep it right. going because a lot of people would be yes man around that. No, you did have the biggest. Challenged no, no. him. Let me let me yeah, tell you who I, had bigger albums than you. They're really good. They're really good. We want to hear that eight octave change when you say Drake. Yeah. Drake. Uh. <laughs> uh. All right, one more show with Sammy Joe. And then I'm out. Oh gosh. Not to end on a down note. It's been real, y'all. It's been fun. Well. But it hasn't been real fun. <laughs> Drake! See y'all next week. <laughs> the Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 